Radio TRO is in search of sponsors. Sponsors get a detailed product mention at the beginning of every episode in our catalog. You can submit your own advertisement or we can read one for you. Visit email.tro.bike and contact us directly to learn more. Hey folks, Maggie Dean here, just reaching out to tell you about a couple of great tours we have coming up. One is for the newbies and the other for the seasoned curve carvers. If you're new to motorcycle touring, check out the LMCT, Lake Michigan Circle Tour, which takes place from Sunday, July 14th to Saturday, July 20th. It's a beginner-friendly scenic bike tour around Lake Michigan with all the planning and organizing done for you. It's ideal for couples, three-wheel riders, and small groups. It offers a balanced mix of fun curves, beautiful scenery, and rest stops. If you've always wanted to go on a small group motorcycle tour but have yet to do so, this tour is for you. And for all you rabid twisty travelers, check out TRO's Wisco Disco Tour. Based in Wisconsin, this tour is perfect for experienced riders visiting as much of the Driftless area as possible over three days. Our well-vetted routes are pre-planned, so just take the time off and join us. It's a great opportunity to ride in an intimate setting away from the solo digital world. Tiro's Wisco Disco Tour launches Wednesday, August 7th, and concludes Sunday, August 11th. Again, that's two tours approaching. Visit tiro.bike, mouse over events, and select group tours to learn more. I'm Brian Ringer. I'm Robin D. You're listening to Radio TRO. TRO, your sport touring motorbike fix. We're an ever-developing online venue for motorcycle enthusiasts who enjoy responsibly spirited riding along routes less traveled. The Wizards of Twistery, the Magicians of Mappery, and your guides to many mysterious Maisie Mary Miles. If you're a lean angle crackhead, we're your dealers. This is the first weekly episode of TRO's podcast, and we're going to kick back, spend some time together, and look at how are we going to execute this plan on a weekly basis? And on to our first segment, stuff our listeners might ask us if we had any listeners. <laughs> it's so harsh, man. Wow. <laughs> so this is Brian's baby, and he's in charge of the segments, and he knows us well. Yeah, and these are developed from things that I've heard people ask, uh, I've encountered. Uh, and so I'm just making it up until we, you know, we get some questions. So if you don't like this, send in some questions. We'll be happy to answer. Um, one that's kind of interesting to think about is, you know, uh, uh, we'll pretend this is from, uh, Max who lives in, uh, Albuquerque. And he says, I want to cover maximum ground without wasting two hours of each day, hunkered around in a breakfast, eating breakfast and lunch. So what are some ways that we can, you can, you can stuff in the calories that you need for the day to get through the day and, and, you know, ride fast and shift a lot. And without having to spend a lot of time, you know, looking at menus, waiting on waitresses, calculating tips, you know, going to ATMs, that kind of thing. Are, are the roller dogs in the gas stations ever a good idea? <laughs> that is so brave. Just a, a hero among riders to eat the last remaining breakfast sandwich 
at two in the afternoon. Oh yeah, that that that's rubbery. I tell you what. Think about the gas stations that when you arrive, does this look clean? You know, does this place look like it's been restocked recently? <laughs> does this look infected? <laughs> and I, you know, and and there's a there's there's a smart ass answer, and there's there's some real answers to this too. Now, one thing you can say is if you're in a very, very rural area, which we like to be in because that's where all the good stuff is, um, the local gas station is honestly a really good place to grab a breakfast sandwich uh, in the morning because these people are farmers. These people are hunters. They're out there. They're in the wilderness doing their thing. We're out there doing our thing. Hey. You know, the breakfast is usually a pretty solid uh, if you're in the middle of nowhere and you're at a gas station. Now, if you're, you know, if you're on the outskirts of uh, Chicago or something, uh, you know, good luck. I don't know what to tell you. But uh, so honestly, yeah, if you want a fast breakfast, meet up, make sure everybody gets, I mean, make sure everybody fills their damn tank, which is another pet peeve. But anyway, make sure everybody's filled up, make sure everybody fills their guts. Make sure everybody, you know, uh, eliminates what they need to eliminate. And then you can hit the road a lot faster than hanging around a McDonald's or hanging around, uh, you know, uh, uh, Flo's Diner or something. That's one of the things I learned early on that I actually added to TRO's pre-tour discussion of sorts, more of a dictatorship, but to explain, always do what the ride leader is doing. If they pull up to the pump, it may be a while before the next gas stop. So fuel up, even if you're three quarters of a tank. Right. If they go into pee, go do the same. If they buy a sandwich, you got a little time and breathing room. It doesn't mean you can't hustle a little bit, but the point is we're going to take a breather and get some leg stretching going on. Yeah. Yeah. And the same thing, you know, um, and even, you know, like later in the day, like breakfast in the middle of nowhere at a gas station is usually a pretty good bet. But like later in the day, you know, like, you know, do you do you get a lunch? Do you get a snack? You know, and sometimes the right leader knows uh, if they've been there before. Sometimes they don't. Um, but, yeah, again, eight, you know, do do what do what the leader does, you know, and and ask questions, too. You know, it's not like you have to just silently follow. Um, and. You know, I've had some of the best lunches in my life at a gas station, you know, like from, you know, home, you know, huge slabs of homemade ham on a on a big homemade roll, you know, that kind of thing. But um, I've also had some, you know, horrible stuff going on. Um, so if you're really stuck, like, you know, like if you're you're if you're in someplace horrible, like a city, uh, you can like you can always, you know, you can always get a bag of peanuts. You can always get like a, a hunk of cheese. You know, you can always, you know, but. You know, as long as you don't like live on this stuff twenty four seven, you're going to get a little dose of energy. You know, get a candy bar. <laughs> so you yeah, know. so long as you don't sweat cheese, then you're yeah, going to so be long, all right. Yeah, long as long as you're not getting that orange oily cheese uh, cheese sweat. You know, uh, <laughs> I'm going to blend this into your next question then too. That's th- these yeah. are from nobody but us. I love this. What do we want to call the person who asked it? Uh, Fred. Fred. Fred's a good solid name. So a couple of guys I ride with are smokers, and it seems we spend way too much time lurking around grubby gas stations while they suck butts. How can we keep the show on the road without causing any team fit? I say combine the two solutions. If you're stopped, have them eat the cigarettes. Oh, very devious. Very devious. Yes. Yeah. I'm just, (laughs) I'm multitasking here. Multitasking. 
There you go. Yeah, if they want to, you know, they want to, they want to suck on their cancer sticks. Um, you know, it's up to them to set their own priorities. But uh, yeah, um, and and I'll and 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 the the real answer to that question, not that we want to give her the real answer, is ignore them. Just. You know, it's not your responsibility if they're throwing away a cig. What do cigarettes cost now? I don't even know. Like they're like a dollar each. You it's know. like thirty bucks for a pack or some noise. Yeah, it depends on where you yeah. are. But I mean, yeah. in college, it was two bucks a pack. It went up a quarter. Yeah. We freaked out. I was in Chicago. Yeah. I think right when I quit smoking, it was about four or five bucks, and now it was up to ten. Yeah, those are twenty so fifteen prices. Yeah, when it's time to leave, just leave and let them figure it out. Uh the, you know they might have to they might have to toss a couple of you know three dollar cigarettes or whatever they are but uh, they'll figure it out and I, that's brutal and it's harsh but it's how it has to be or you're going to sit around because if you have two or more they get out of sync and so oh you know, yeah guy you know guy A will like he'll suck down one and he'll be okay and then he'll see guy two still smoking because he's slower you know his smaller lungs or something now did you ever smoke no. Okay, so I mean, I've got empathy for you. It's an addiction. I I smoked for many years. Right. Uh, yeah. I want to say it was two years, two years, ten packs a day. But I think that's backwards. So we'll go with ten years for a pack or so a day. <laughs> Definitely more reali- uh, realistic. But yeah, I, I, it's not a lack of empathy. It's a lack of you guys getting your act together. We're not there for you. So if we do leave, you can, per the question, suck each other's butts. We're out. Excellent. Excellent advice. Okay. Yeah. And we don't need to burn all these in one episode, but you know, no, anyway. No, no, no. What do you, this is your show. What do you want to do next? Let's try a little bit of Uncle Brian's tiny, tasty tool tips. Now, these are little tiny tips about your toolkit. Sidebar, they're tasty. So let's try this out. Let's try one. Here's one that nobody thinks of, but it will save the day. You will, you will make friends. You will, you will win over enemies. You will gain influence, and that's simply just carry some nuts and bolts. You know, carry some metric. You know, most of the time we're all riding. Most of the, most of us are riding metric bikes. Yeah. But carry you know, carry some six millimeter, eight millimeter nuts and bolts. Carry a few cotter pins. Carry a few, um, um, you know, maybe even a ten millimeter nut if you're feeling frisky or something like that. <laughs> And this is a simple thing. Nobody ever does it. Uh, there's only one guy who ever has nuts and bolts, and that's me usually. Uh, and it <laughs> has saved the day time and time again. And it doesn't take up much space, takes up very little weight, and you will feel like a rock star for, you know, that 30 seconds that it takes. For safety, keep your 10 millimeter in your underwear. Excellent idea. Excellent idea, sir. Okay. Now, the next heading... It's that guy. And I literally just typed that guy into my newest article that I'm writing about an Idaho route that I just wrote. It's the only tag on the entire TRO website. There are no tags on that site. The only, uh, the rest is mostly category, right? So you have content category and then subcategories and then the article you're looking for. The only sure. tag on the entire TRO server is that guy. And I was just right about this. I think that we need not look at these questions yet. I think that if we're going to introduce this topic, you and I need to admit in short form, each of our most glowing memory of a, that guy moment that we created for ourselves. You want to go first or you want me to? <laughs> I've got one. Um, that's the happen. dumbest shit ever. Do it. 
I recall, you know, swimmy lines, swimmy lines. It doesn't matter where we are, but hey, we were in Wisconsin. And um, so I came out and my bike wouldn't start. My bike wouldn't start. My bike wouldn't start. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, and, you know, there were several people that had to leave, had to get back to Chicago, had to get back to Indiana and Illinois, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I'm going to just skip ahead here about an hour and a half. Uh, I took apart probably half of my motorcycle and I had wires and I had testers and I had, uh, you know, little pinchy, uh, clips everywhere. And I, and, and, and a lot of you probably know where this is going. And, and I, (laughs) oh, and I, I modified the wiring on my bike. I, I like bypassed the kickstand switch. I bypassed the clutch. You know, I was like doing surgery. I was actually doing stuff. I was creating scars on my bike. And as you all know by now, sitting here, when I didn't know because I was in a state of near panic, uh, you know, some some happy whatever person who I don't want to speculate about had uh, just flipped the uh, kill switch on the bike. That's all. It's not something I do by habit on that bike. <laughs> So someone had flipped the kill switch <laughs> and it's not, yeah. And it was a Suzuki. So you flip the kill switch and nothing works. Um, yeah. And I, I got a Yamaha not long ago and, and it, it's a genius thing where the, the kill switch is actually also your start button. So you cannot do this. So you cannot oh. be that guy and, and, and take an hour and a half to take apart your bike apart and another half hour to put the damn thing back together, put all the luggage back on. So they've already gone through all the motions to make sure that when the cutoff switch is engaged, there is no connection to the battery whatsoever. There are some bikes where that can happen, where there's some, you know. Well, like the like the, the key will come on and you'll see the dash light on the Suzuki's, but uh, you, you'll get nothing from the start button and you'll get no, you know. So that's a rocker switch, right? Yeah. On the Yamaha, the, um, the, the kill switch, it's actually a rocker switch. So one way is kill and the other way is start. Yeah, my beamer's like that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's sheer genius. I had no idea this existed. Um, so, yeah, I was that guy, you know, probably a solid two hours out of a, a sh- very short fall day were wasted on this. And, like, no one ever fessed up. And I'm kind of glad they didn't because it would still be awkward years later. So <laughs> there's that guy. Nice. Well, before I tell mine that I need to make sure that I say something that I'm going to probably keep in every episode before we go into that guy discussions. And this is red. This is the description, te- the, the descriptive text for Joe Nardi, Joe Conrardi's write up about what it is to be that guy. And this is what you would see in Google. If you looked it up, it goes like this. I got to say this just right. <clears throat> just like the side effects commercial. It's got to be like the side effects commercial. Okay. So slowly, it's only one person can hold the, that guy title at any given time. That person will retain said title until someone else has a that guy experience. And here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Only one person can hold the that guy experience at any given time. That person will retain said title until someone else has a that guy experience. So, all right. Well, mine goes like this. Since Brian just really made a, a strong case for something I have done to somebody that I didn't realize that that was a thing with them. I don't know that it was you, but I think I did do it to somebody else in the group. <laughs> probably somebody who deserved it. Probably probably a, friend, a mutual friend we have not talked to in a long time. Uh, but at any rate. <laughs> I do remember on a 1982 Yamaha RJ Seca 400. What was that thing? The exact, I don't don't even remember. Seca for RJ, R's and J's Seca's 400 cc's first bike. 
and some saddlebags overpacked to the gills, some Shanko tires at the time. Uh, you know, I didn't know that, you know, for anybody listening to this, as the tires wear down, they become softer very quickly and softer more very quickly. So somebody walks up and he pulls up next to me. And he's like, I think you got some duct tape on your tire in rural, remote Wisconsin with nobody around anywhere. And I don't know if I was following you or if I was calling Greg or following Conrarty, but either way, I had taken out about 10 inches of remaining tread down to the belts an inch wide. So immediately the day had changed. I obtained my title with pride and I kept my chin up the entire time. No more <laughs> bad wording was, yeah, my attitude shifted very quickly, very quickly. So there, <laughs> that's my bad guy story. Brian Ringer, how do you feel about helping me solve a conundrum that has already been solved once before when we tried to record this episode, but we'll look at it again and see if we can better our efforts. I would love to help you solve your conundrum, sir. I'm going to share a desktopery. All right. Right. Uh, so we ride with GPS.com. Ride with GPS.com. Let me log in. Simple as that. I'm going to jump to routes. And ladies and germs, originally our plan was going to be to make this entire weekly episode about perfecting loop routes and maps and things like that. We're doing it cameras off so that whatever Brian says, whatever I say, we have to forcibly be descriptive to keep this entertaining for y'all or tell stories and anecdotes in between. Uh, as it turns out, we managed to get the entire episode done in about five to 10 minutes. So we decided to revisit the situation. Here's what we did first was, okay, <clears throat> as you're listening to this, whatever the publishing date of this episode is, Trip 7s is officially scheduled. We only have one spot left. That's going to be June I think June 8th through the 16th of 2024. So one thing I've found, some people can't get enough. You know, we set a base limit of 250 miles per day. This is a good base limit. I like to ride about 225 to 275 miles a day. And then my knees, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep it sexy on a sport bike. My knees start to complain about it. And so I, I'm pretty much ready to kind of take a break at that point. However, that doesn't change the fact that we've got some real troopers. My co-host here is actually one of them. And they might get to a destination, and rather than saying, well, that's not enough, the better plan is, why don't we give them more and they can go ride it themselves? So last episode, Brian and I kind of came up with a day one loop that if anybody hasn't had enough mileage, they can go ride on their own. And I'm looking at it right now, and actually, I don't think I want to change anything. Yeah, we can talk through it and, and talk about the choices that we made here and why, and, and maybe that will be of interest. The only thing that I noticed about it was it started getting real exciting really quick, and then we just wanted to keep on going. We wanted to go see, we were going to, let's just keep on following this thing, do this direction, and then and we counted the miles, and we were up to, you know, some insane, unusable amount of, of miles. <laughs> yeah, it, where we're starting, uh, Parkersburg, West Virginia, it's right across the river from Ohio. Um, and this is in uh, this is in a really wrinkly, hilly area. Um, and so we started looking at it like, okay, if you're in Parkersburg, but you haven't had quite enough, you know, what would you want to do? And And the other thing to think about for these types of problems is what... Um, the other thing we want to think about for these types of problems is we want to give people options. 
like, you know, maybe they get out 50 miles and like, you know, that's enough. Or maybe they get out 75 miles or maybe they're just the red eyed, slobbering, nail biting. Red mist descending. Give me the curves. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so give them, you know, here's, here's more than enough for you to satisfy your, your evil thirst. So, um, <laughs> so one of the things, yeah. So one of the things we started to do with this is, is try to, is, is, is had that idea in mind. You want to give people a lot of options. Uh, and if they have a GPS on their handlebars of some sort, uh, whether it's a phone or whatever, uh, they're going to be able to see those options and make those choices. Um, you know, they're, they're going to be riding on their own. They're not going to be led through things, you know, they're not going to be wondering, you know, how long, how much longer does this go on? I'm tired. My, my knees hurt. Um, and they're also not going to have the screen duct taped to their face. There are a lot of people that I listen to that are like, I don't need any distractions. I just need the sunset and my American bandana because America is my helmet. But the fact is that if you can look down while stopped in a safe location, you can tell where you are. You can find your way back when you're done. Yeah, and these and these also stick to numbered routes, so you can take a grease pencil and write down some numbers on your tank or your windshield or something. I mean, it's not complicated. Um, and if you decide, you know, hell with this, I'm done. You know, uh, so one thing one thing I always start with is uh, I I switch uh, whatever I'm using for mapping, right, with GPS or whatever. I switch to the topographic uh, view. And I look for all the wrinkles. I look for the most wrinkled areas. And in this case, um, you actually see a lot. There's actually a lot more, plus there are roads that follow the wrinkles across the river in Ohio. Uh, West Virginia tends to have a lot of gravel roads, and we're trying to stick to pavement for this in this in this case. So anyway, yeah, where we started, uh, what's that road? I can't read it. It's 26 or something that we... They always cover the li- the number up with the line. It's a crack up. So it takes seven, Ohio seven by the river out due northeast towards Marietta, I think. And then we pick up 26 and then it just goes all haywire. Yeah. And 26 looks, and, and I'm sure it is. I, I don't think I've been on that one. It's, 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 it's nuts. It's great. It's what you're <laughs> it's there silly. for. You're going to, so basically you know, you're going to find your dealer. You're going to get that in your veins right now. You're going <laughs> to, you're going to get right out of town. You're going to cross that interstate and it's going to get crazy. And so that's, you know, that's what we want. Someone who's, and again, you think about that state of mind, you know, you've had a day of twisties and so forth and you're raring to go for some more. Here it is. Boom. You know, as soon as you, as soon as you get past the last McDonald's, you're on it. It's going to be great. And then, um, if the day felt short, make it tall. Make it <laughs> good way to put it. What we do is we go. We basically head north, uh, northeast out of out of Parkersburg through Marietta, and then it gets crazy, and we keep heading northeast, and then we basically go back and forth, up and down, out of the river valley. And so that's another nice trick is when you have a lot of elevation changes and you're near a river valley like the Ohio River, uh, you know, scribble in and out as many times as you as you possibly can before you fall over an exhaustion and it's going to be a guaranteed good time that is pretty cool you have a constant return to a major artery that gets you directly back home and if you're like you know what i I can do another one let's let's do another one then you continue onward and we maybe we haven't perfected this one but you know what we have that we didn't have before we have a bonus loop and it's a damn good one so that's pretty baller i'm pretty happy about that yeah yeah and the you know and, and 
and what's cool about this, um, and again, you kind of have this strategy, like there's an area where you the loops kind of go real close together. And so it's it's really obvious, like if someone's done or, they, or they're just whatever and they want to head back. And so basically you can head back to the river and there's a river road on both sides of the river, which, you know, the Ohio, the Ohio is a major one and most of them are this way in the U.S. at least. There's going to be a road on either side of the river and it's going to be very, very scenic, but also, shall we say, more relaxed. So when you're done looping and looping around and we're not going to go into, you know, I don't know if you want to go into all the detail of, you know, 26 and then you get on 260 and then 537 and, and, you know, you basically it's, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. It's an unrealistic amount of miles. Cause you'd have like a 450, 500 mile day if you did this plus the, the ride to get there. But the point is you've got a lot of options. If you did the whole thing, we'd have to question your sanity, but the access to it is always there. I think we'd be questioning your sanity as well as being ridiculously impressed. And, yeah, it's a spaghetti bowl. What is interesting to me about this is you were talking about the topographic maps, and I'm going to start using those a little bit more often too. I also like the hybrid satellite view just because it gives me a sense of what – if you see a pile of establishments in the middle of anything, it might be like a ski resort if you're in a major – big state of something like that but what you're doing is you know why is this i don't know if you can see my cursor here but as i'm circling around this this stands out as a mush you you called it mushy when we first tried to record this which i like why is it greener than the other you know sort of aqua green around it yeah i don't know i i honestly could not tell you what the because i think it may be like a u.s uh a u.s or state forest area and these are you know like like there are areas that have towns in them and so forth, but basically the land is, is, you know, is, is being slowly purchased and, you know, as, as yeah, you know, they're trying to keep it uh, in some state of pristine, whatever, but it's pretty disgustipating, isn't it? You know, like I, I've been hearing stories about places like Bozeman, Montana, where it used to be nowhere. And now it's somebody who with influence said that's what they like. And now it's what everybody apparently has to like. So they want to build, they want to tear down, they want to build, they want to tear down. And now there's no space left. It's like, honestly, I've had this discussion before, get an old beater house, fix it up, shut up. I don't know where I can go to be alone anymore. If people keep on taking on the hipster vibe. Yeah. And this, and and like this area is a good example of one. And, and, and also this whole area of West Virginia and so forth is it's kind of like, there's, there's not a lot of macro features to the landscape um, until you get further south, you know, and, you know, like when you're talking about day two and so forth, then you're talking about some real Appalachian ridges and stuff like that. It's crazy. Um, day two is one of the routes that we are not like, I don't have any changes I want to make to it. I'm actually considering yeah. changes with day one. We already have day one is the only day of our trip sevens tour where I discuss options in terms of the hardest route isn't the default so the default route is the triple nickel which is a wonderful ride it's very curvy it's a it's a good time it really is i'm looking at it right now it's like tons of curves in it it's a little bit more high traffic but the alternative that we have is some 300 plus miles i might down it a little bit but 300 plus miles of how you manage to create the physics that would allow a curve to be decreasing radius in both directions it seems impossible but ohio <laughs> has done it so yeah. having told that joke a thousand fold it's like i don't know maybe i'll edit it down to being the priority one but 
the nickel is more like a warm up anyhow. I'll probably ask everybody at the beginning every time, but the first two days, it's like, yeah, that, you're talking about West Virginia, man. We got that one pegged. Actually, you want me to load that up? All right. One more thing to say about this this one here, uh, we'd mentioned it earlier. Uh, basically, the return to home base is along the river, you know, to let people yes. calm down a little bit. Uh, and also, you're going to be you're going to be shagged, you know, depending on how greedy you get. You know, like I tend to get really super greedy. Uh, it's you know, it's it's a fault. Uh, and and so basically, the return is 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 kind of along the river. It's it's gentler. It's a little more open. Uh, probably a little more travel, to be honest. Cool water, cool breeze. Cool breeze. Uh, there's going to be, and there's a there's a nice there's a cool bridge in the middle, that kind of thing. And that was deliberate, you know. Like, you know, if you run it uh, clockwise, then basically you're going to have a chance to calm down. You're going to have a chance, you know, to get back to home base with an interesting ride that's not as challenging, uh, and it's going to be a little bit safer, I think, when people are are kind of shagged at the end of the day. You kind of hooked it up. There's a gas station before the bridge, too, so they can gas up before the next morning before they arrive. Yeah, there's always a... There you go. Heck yeah. That's kind of what we think about and how you create these, you know, you, you create these experiences. You think about the state of mind. You know, what is this, you know, if, if, if somebody is dumb enough to go try to ride this, if they're man enough or whatever, you know, what 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 are they looking for? And, and you know, and, and basically give them a lot of options. Give them give them a warm up and a cool down or just throw them in the deep end, that kind of thing. Good thinking. What do we want to talk about next? So we could do another route since that's kind of, I, I think maybe two an episode. Oh, I like it. Like we, we could stay in Parkersburg and we could go the other direction. We haven't talked about this yet. So there's, there's a couple things we could do. We could do another, another loop from Parkersburg doing something else, uh, which would be, you know, like it could go south and so forth. Or we could do another loop that is, I want to have a nice, relaxing, you know, like someone who's, so we've, we've put together a route for the, for the slobbering addict, you know, for the, for the fiend, you know, the, and what, you know, uh, you know, what if, uh, someone wants, you know, I want to go out and have a nice little buzz around, um, for like 75 miles or something like that. So maybe maybe we can put together something like that and talk about that. I think we should do it. We won't likely do that in the future, but we should talk about it so that people understand how. The reason being is that we already have our escape routes in place, and they are beautiful. So okay. here is, I'll, I'll switch yeah, to the yeah, train that's, that's so you can true. see it. This is the entire Trip 7's escape route, every the whole thing, all seven days. And this is where we uh -huh. would usually stay. It goes to the forest and the river and... It kind of, yeah, yeah. it, it's, it's pretty and it's, yeah, it's calm and it's pretty and it's calm, you know, repeat. Yeah, yeah. Or if they wanted to, they could just follow the river. Yeah. But talk about the, the philosophy, the theory, the methodology behind it. That's the real key to this. Your escape routes are basically less technical routes that are a little more, maybe, you know, that are fun and so forth, but not like a, okay. Yeah. I might have scenic. Let me double check if I have scenic too. But keep going. I'm listening. I see like a really cool valley there and back from Parkersburg that I think we could talk about. That could be a, a, a kind of an interesting. If you look at um, if you look at 47 and 14 out of uh, Parkersburg. Yep. And you see how they straddle a valley. I'm about to. 
So let me enter this in here right now. Parkersburg. Just enter that into Ride with GPS at ridewithgps.com. I'm going to click start route here. I'm going to switch to Brian mode, terrain mode, that is. And now I'm going to... We want to see the lumps. Yes. So here I am zoomed out. We're, uh, we're starting dead center Parkersburg. I'm in add to route mode. And which road am I looking for? Okay, so if you look if you look southeast of Parkersburg and and, and you're on a, a topographical map, you can see there are two roads that that straddle a valley. And so, if we want to plan a ride that's really super scenic, what you're looking for is contrasts, and you're looking for sight lines. So, if you're looking at 47 uh, to 53 to 47 and 14, straddle this really what's I'm sure it's a gorgeous valley. I mean, I've never been there. That is amazing. So the idea here is you have those contrasts. And so when you're going down 47, you could see across the valley to 14 and see the hills, uh, you know, on farms and there's a river and it's just, you know. So, you know, like even if you've never been there, you can envision this is going to be really cool. You know, and then there's and it's going to be there's plenty of twisties. Yeah, there you go. And it's nice. And so you come back up. Uh, 14 to Parkersburg. I don't know how many miles that is. And, well, let's uh, catch the listeners up because th- this will get confusing real quick. It, the idea is that we took 47 due southeast, 253, make a rick onto 53, which is still just valleys and rivers and creeks, over to 14. What, 14. Elizabeth. Here's another question I was going to bring up. I, I think I know the answer to this, but it's something I feel like people might like to know. The circular numbered roads, that is a state route, if I'm not mistaken, right? So state route 14. Yes. All right. It's state route 47 down to, um, please hold for Robin Frying Brain, down to state route 53, and then back due northwest by way of state route 14 into town. And we've already managed to make, you know, an extra, you know, 45 45 minute or 45 mile route there. You know, we can keep going too, if we want. Yeah. Like there's, you see, there's a little, uh, see, there's a little white line hanging off a of 14 and going kind of around town. Uh, huh. well, hold on. Let me, let me zoom in out here. Checking it out. Where's that? Which number is it? Pettyville road. Pettyville road. Okay. So you're, you're almost in town. Yep. Oh, I see it. And then that could, that could get you closer. So, so yeah, the whole, the whole point is, um, Okay, we're like, oh, that's a, that looks like a nice valley on the topo, and then you can, uh, yeah, you, then you can, um, uh, you know, you know, you know, it's going to be scenic. It's going to be a less technical ride, so this is going to be a good option for the people who aren't the, you know, the red-eyed, nail-biting, you know, tracks on their arms curve addicts, you know, that yeah, that can't get enough. Uh, this is going to be a nice, relaxing ride. And what do we got? Like fifty-five, sixty miles, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I like this. I'm actually going to save this as uh, 777. Uh, probably It's better if I type in the keyboard that's actually connected. Is that how that works? Usually. 777-day1-bonus-loop, parentheses, scenic. All right. And make this private because you got to pay, folks. you got to pay for this stuff. you got to pay for this stuff. Save. Pretty cool, man. Robin's all about the Benjamins. It's all about the monies. You got quarters? I'll take the quarters. I mean, I got laundry. I got laundry to do. There's another one of Uncle Brian's tiny, tasty tool tips. They're <laughs> tiny, they're tasty, and they're about tools. This time you mentioned tasty. You didn't mention tasty last time. Do you realize what it takes for me to edit these things, Brian? 
Do you even think about me, Brian? Do you even know? <laughs> Brian has saved my butt so many times. Nuts and bolts, man, all day. Nuts and bolts. So, yeah, we talked about nuts and bolts. Let's talk about something else. All right. I ride, like, all my bikes are Japanese bikes because I'm, like, poor or something. And um, <laughs> we're metric centric. Yeah, metric centric. And I happen to ride sometimes with, with Euro Trash, who ride those Euro Trash bikes. You know, What's the German the deal? stuff, see, the Austrian stuff. I see stuff. what you're doing. I can, I'm can. i right here. You do know that I'm right here next to you, right? Uh, you're right here. <laughs> you're right here. I can smell you. Um, <laughs> I, can, I can hear you. It hurts. You're what I'm talking about. But yeah, I'm glad they're slumming around with me and my, you know, my poor little reliable Japanese bikes. But uh, <laughs> anyway, the point, and I do have one. The point is... Um, I also I like I carry stuff that is not necessarily all just stuff I need for my bikes. Uh you know like you know the 8 10 12 whatever. I actually carry uh some stuff that fits other people's bikes because I'm nice. I'm nice that way. I I'm a giver. I'm a helper. Uh so I have like <laughs> things like Torx bits that the you know that these German and Austrian and 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 English bikes need. What are you ta- Oh well, you're not talking about me anymore then. Oh yeah, yeah. It's 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 them, you know. So stuff like Torx bits, you know, they take up very little space, and they may help a guy, you know, whatever. They may help somebody somewhere. So I I carry them, um, and things like uh, I also carry a thirteen millimeter socket and a thirteen millimeter wrench. Uh, there are no thirteen millimeters on Japanese bikes, but there are on you know on a lot of the Euro trash. And if you happen to run across somebody on a Harley, uh, it's close enough to a half inch to probably get them some help i don't know i want to apologize to my fellow bmw riders for brian's behavior in this episode <laughs> his phone number if you'd like to call him is it's not quite racist is it it's uh, something poor elitism yeah <laughs> we both like suzuki and people think that's like the discount honda which i call bullshit on i don't think that's real yeah but like, I, I love suzuki but they do make an affordable buy it's the right purchase yeah yeah so yeah and things like uh and like another thing I do is like uh, even like if I'm on my KLR, it's got tube tires. I still have my tubeless patch kit with me because, you know, the thing is with tools and so forth, uh, you know, more than half the time you're 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 dealing with somebody else's stuff, you know, busted bikes. So um, and the other thing is it also helps, you know, I have one toolkit. I just move between bikes. And so I don't have to think about what I need to take in and what I need to take out. So I have tire irons when I'm riding a bike with tubeless tires. And when I'm riding a bike with tube tires, yeah, I've got a tubeless, uh, you know, plug kit or uh, the, the sticky string kit. You know, it'd be a good idea for next episode. Go to your packing list. The thing that you always pack, the things you always have. You're going to the rally. You know, you might need them and you bring them. Itemize that because I will do a compare and contrast. So I've got mine already set up on the site. Don't look at it. You know, let's have some fun with it. We'll go down the list of the tools and bits. and I can, yeah. One of my favorite lines I've ever heard, and I had the things that were were needed that day. So did you. We kind of had a combined effort. But I handed you my tool bag. It's not a tool roll. (laughs) It's a tool bag. And you looked at me and you said, the The bag. bag. A greasy, oily mess of of hardware nuggets that might get you rolling again, if you're lucky. There's more topics we can talk about if you want to. Uh, Like we can, like, for example, we can debate how much gravel is too much gravel for a street ride and you will probably have more input because you've ridden with more strangers than I have. Yeah. Or is that a whole episode? 
it's going to be a lengthy discussion. I think we'll save that for next round. But what we can do right now to wrap this one up before we get into the concluding statements, what we'll do is uh, I'll share my screen again. We won't plan another route, but what we will do, I will start the planning process for Warm Springs, Virginia, for the bonus lap at that location. Are the springs warm? Because the hot springs are, are a little bit, a few miles away. You know what, Brian? They don't return my calls anymore because of questions like that right there. And where are the cold springs? <laughs> can, you t- can you tell me where the the intolerably uncomfortable springs are? I would like to, I'm not tense enough. I'd like to, yeah, I'd like the soapy springs. Yeah, that's in Shrinkage Springs. Where, where are those springs with the with the monkeys in them? Or is, is that in Japan? Well, you'd have to ask Tim about monkeys. Where are the monkeys? He only arrives back from a tour on his monkey once a month, so he'll be in the monthly episodes. Here's Warm Springs on the shared screen. Yep. And the real trick to this setup is we will plan a loop in Warm Springs next week, but the real issue is that after Warm Springs, whether you approve of this logic or not, the tour is called 777. Trip Sevens is the name of the tour because it's seven riders, seven states, seven days. And quite frankly, the beautiful riding we do after Warm Springs, yeah, it's beautiful, but it's a little bit short-lived because we end up on the Blue Ridge Parkway. And I don't want to ride the Blue Ridge Parkway. No. So that would be day three. Okay, so the Blue Ridge Parkway is part of the optionals, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Lighter, BRP. I'm looking for day three uh, default. I don't know that I have one, so I'll just load up the beast. So we're going to load up the big Trip 7's entire map for a peak here. The full route perfected as it stands. The best version of the this entire seven-day extravaganza currently loading. Here it is. Look at that. Boom. Here's the monster, right? So Warm Springs, that's that's where uh, that's somewhere up here. Warm Springs, Virginia. This is West Virginia. I can't even see over my own icons. There it is, Warm Springs, because there's the food and the, the Well, yeah, the, the hot springs are right down the road, so that's easy to find, yeah. I'm I'm getting I'm getting very, very frustrated, man. Could you please, could you please, could you please? <laughs> <laughs> we take this six sixty whatever here, and it, it's lovely, right? If Warm Springs is the 500-mile mark for the first, for this leg of the tour so far, eventually, I mean, I'm looking for it. I know that moniker's out there where it's going to say, hey, guess what? It's time for the Blue Ridge Parkway. And it's like, yeah, okay, 45 miles an hour for the day, I guess it is. Yeah. Actually, this doesn't look as bad, but I know it happens. And while I'm scrolling and making you nauseous here, know that the goal is to avoid that. It, this has got to be where we start, right around here in uh, Ferrum. Nope, that's 40. Huh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I got this completely wrong. See, this has got to be a, a real pleasure for the listener. Here it is. Here we are. So the Blue Ridge Parkway is up to 760 marks. So we do 160 miles, and then it gets really Blue Ridge-centric. Okay, yeah, I got it. We'll work on that. It looks like maybe I avoid it for a minute. Or I did something new? Well, yeah, the Blue Ridge Parkway starts, basically, if you go straight south from Warm Springs and Hot Springs, um, it kind of starts there. So you guys kick into it uh, further down the line there. Got it. Okay. 
So 210 miles of the goods, and West Virginia does have the goods, and then the rest of the day is the BRP down into where we're going to stay for the night. And, I, I mean, maybe that's not so bad. But I tell you what, man, it's a lot of BRP. Not sure what to do about that. So let's let that sort of simmer for the incredible amount of money we're making. It's the least you can do is you know process this diligently, dedicatedly, no attention put anywhere else uh, other than this amazing podcast Absolutely. that has tens, Brian, tens of listeners. <laughs> With that, I'll stop sharing my screen. Let's do the concluding bit. That's our episode for this week. Tune in next week for more discussion on planning killer sport touring rides and other topics specific to sport touring. There may even be more tomfoolery and jackanapes. For The Riding Obsession, I'm Brian Ringer. And I'm Robin Dean. Safe travels, everyone. Bye.